Thanks for tuning in to a quick timeout podcast presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. If you're like my team, the offseason is officially here, which means I start putting together what I want my players to work on skill-wise this offseason. As you plan your workouts and particularly your shooting workouts this offseason, let me encourage you to head over to drdishbasketball.com. I've put together a series of videos of my favorite shooting drills on the shooting machines that you have. Whether you're running a small group workout or even a solo workout, there are drills to help your players improve this offseason. Simply visit, visit drdishbasketball.com and click on blog from the drop-down menu. Again, that's drdishbasketball.com. Welcoming back to the podcast, college basketball coach and former Jayhawks great Rex Walters. Coach, how's morale on Championship Monday? Everything's good. I, I've been driving and traveling all over the place, watching my son play and had some spring break and trying to catch all the games at the same time. So it's it's been it's been fun. And obviously, when you have your former team uh, playing in the national championship, you know, I've known Hubert forever. We were both in the same recruiting class. He got the he got the scholarship to North Carolina. They, they took him over me. But uh, so I've known him and played against him when he was with the Knicks. And so it's fun to see he's done a phenomenal job with that team, really changing a lot of ways that they play, both offensively and defensively. So that's been fun to watch for me as well. If I told you even four weeks ago that these two teams will be playing for the national championship, what would you have thought? Well, I thought for Kansas, they definitely had a chance. They're not a dominant team. Like as good as O'Shea Obagi is, He's not a dominant, dominant player that can just go get his own shot. I mean, he, Bill does a phenomenal job. I mean, if you look at their roster, they've got like maybe four or five top 100 guys, but he's done it with some transfers and he's done it with three and four year guys. The the improvement of Obaji, the improvement of Brown, the improvement of McCormick, like Bill does a phenomenal job of getting guys not just to buy into the system, but helping them understand where they're great, you know? And I think always as coaches, you're trying to get guys to play to their greatness. And over time, he develops develops them as players, but also develops them in terms of finding what their greatness is. And so they can excel in that. With North Carolina, it's funny because they're much more pulled in now. They're, they're not denying nearly as much. They're They're much more compact defensively, and especially against Duke because of, Duke's ability to drive the basketball and their athleticism and just how good they are. And then offensively, they're much more four round one, which has never really been the case with a North Carolina team or even a Kansas team coached by Roy Williams, my coach. It was usually, you know, three out, two in. We're going to kill you on the offensive glass. We're going to dominate you. You're getting nothing at the rim. And Bocott's done a great job. You know, Bocott's done a great job of offensive rebounding, but you know, the job that Hubert has done changing their style has really been impressive. I mean, there was talk they weren't going to make the tournament really late in the season. And then they got that big win at Duke, and I think that got them out of the bubble, um, you know, and, and really cemented their place. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's surprising when you think about where they were and now where they are. But then you look at their roster, and they've got seven or eight top 100 guys, top 25 guys. So you can see – that Huber's done a great job, but also they're really talented as well. Roy Williams, head coach for both these programs over the past 30 years, you know, having played for Coach Williams, what, what do you see from him in each of the two teams? Well, more so with North Carolina, but it's funny. Like, I, I think his impact and what he did at Kansas in his, I don't know, 15 years or whatever, 
doing things the right way, playing fast, uh, pressure defense. You know, Bills teams don't play nearly as fast. I think tonight they can get some stuff against North Carolina playing up-tempo. You saw in the Duke game, Duke was really good in transition. But, you know, really what Coach Williams did is he took over a program that was coming off probation, coming off some sanctions, and made it an elite, elite program again, getting to multiple Final Fours. And then when he went to North Carolina, cemented it with a couple national championships as well as Final Fours and a lot of ACC championships. And, and really that Duke-North Carolina rivalry had two of the – you know, best of the best in college basketball with Coach K and Coach Williams going at it. And you can see the different styles. You know, Coach Williams retires, very little fanfare at press conference, you know, in April, I believe. You know, Coach K, like he was celebrated the entire year, you know. So it's a different way of looking at things. And I think Duke does a phenomenal job of promoting their program. And I think that Coach K saw this as an opportunity to do that as well as, you know, it's nice to you know, be patted on the back. And it's really not about him, but it's about how can I make Duke great? Even when I'm going out, how can I make Duke great? Whereas Coach Williams is a little bit more subtitle, a little, little bit more behind the scenes, uh, wanted Hubert to have great success, wanted Hubert to have the job, did everything he could to make sure he got it, and then stepped aside. And just he has a great love for North Carolina. To leave a program like Kansas uh, and all the success he had, for North Carolina, his home, which people don't at the time at Kansas didn't understand. You can love two places. Uh, but, yeah, he, he is, his DNA is entrenched in those programs forever. And so it's really cool that that he's he's the former coach at both of the schools. That's pretty pretty impressive and pretty amazing when you think about it. Who do you think in his heart he's cheering for tonight? Oh, there's North Carolina. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. He's rooting for North Carolina. Um, you know, I – there's no bad blood between him and Bill, but they do things differently. You know, and I think Huber's doing things a little bit differently, but, but uh, you know, Bill's not laid back. There's certain things that Bill believes in strongly, right? You're going to defend. You're going to rebound. We're going to get quality shots. But it was a different way than Coach Williams. You know, Coach Williams, we said we're starting at 12 o'clock. We were starting at exactly 12 o'clock. With Bill, it might be 12, 15. It might be 1220. <laughs> like, you know, Bill will, will, you know, will figure out a way. Like if, if O'Shea Obagi is not on the bus at 12 o'clock and the bus leaving at 12, well, Bill's not on the bus either. Okay. Bill's going to get there at 1210. He's, he's got a little bit pro mentality. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Whereas I know that coach Williams would leave Adonis Jordan. He left them, you know, in Stillwater because Adonis was late, you know, so there's different ways to skin a cat. And so, um, yeah, there's there's no question in my mind that he's rooting for uh, North Carolina, but he does have a love for Kansas as well. What do you think a second championship does for Bill Self and his legacy? Well, he's talked about it. He's laid it out there for Kansas to truly be among the elite of the elite. Now, you know, it's amazing. We're the all-time winningest program in college uh, college basketball Division One history. Uh, but to add another national championship to the mix. Uh, I think for for him in his mind, this cements Kansas as really one of the elite elite. We have multiple national championships. We've had great, great players. When you talk about Wilt Chamberlain, Danny Manning, you know, Rafe LaFrance, Paul Pierce. Right. But now the championships are there with them as well. And, and for one year, we can say we are truly the, the best program and the winningest program. Right. In terms of championships, we are the champion. And yes, we have won the most games. I think he relishes that and likes that opportunity. Uh, and also, he's a Hall of Famer. It's just 
you know, how many guys have won multiple national championships. It does put him in that class, which is uh, truly amazing. And the job he does, because he doesn't do it with top, a whole bunch of top 25 guys. He does it with guys that he develops over time. And so he's, he's done it a different way uh, than a lot of other coaches have. For the reasons you mentioned earlier, you know, the stars, Vaji's still a first team all American, but to your point, like just not, not kind of the same kind of stars that, that some of these others have had. Do you feel like this would be maybe his best coaching job? Well, yeah, I mean, he even said it, you know, we've had teams that are probably more talented that didn't get to this game or didn't have a chance to win a national championship. So I think he takes great pride. I mean, I watched Christian Braun. I remember way back when Christian was playing at Blue Valley Northwest and they were trying to figure out, is he good enough when they're, when Christian's playing at their team camp? And I think Blue Valley Northwest lost that game, right? They, they took a guy that really wasn't highly recruited or someone that he just fit. I think Bill's DNA. And I think the biggest thing with, with Bill is toughness. You got to have a toughness. Uh, you've got to have an unselfishness. You've got to have an intelligence, right? Because Bill coaches you hard. He does. I mean, it's Kansas. He's trying to win national championships every year. So, yeah, I think it would be really impressive. You know, O'Shea's going to have a, a, a really good career, but he's not the next LeBron. You know, he's not the next Kevin Durant. He's going to be a good player in the NBA. Christian Braun, I think, can play in the NBA, but at what level, you know, uh, in terms of his impact? McCormick, he's not even on draft boards, and he was phenomenal the other night. So he has coached his tail off this season. He does it every year. It's just that this team was able to break through and get a number one seed. You know, they haven't been tested really hard in terms of other teams. I think probably the toughest game may have been uh, Creighton, may, may have been, you know, they had some tough ones, but, but, uh, yeah, he's done a phenomenal, phenomenal job this year and, and uh, probably his best coaching job to date. Do you have an X factor for one or both of the teams? Well, I think Caleb Love, if he continues to shoot the basketball and have the, the halves that he's had, he's had some a tremendous either first halves or second halves. And he's one of those guys that he's a gunslinger, right? They're not going to be easy shots uh, for him, like off the bounce, step back, creating space. Right. The last game he got to the hole uh, playing through the wash and, you know, he only shot three for 10 from three. But he's an X factor. If he's shooting the ball the way he is, I think it's going to be a lot tougher for uh, Kansas to get this W. You know, Manic Manic as well. Like if if the big fella Baycott is not healthy, are they going to play small? Because he can't guard McCormick in the post. We, we saw what Duke did against him when they got him in the post, but also. Kansas can't guard him out on the perimeter. So you've got to find him. So those are two really big ones, you know, for, for Kansas. Are they going to shoot the basketball the way they did? I mean, they were phenomenal against Villanova. Like they shot the crap out of the basketball. So for Carolina, can they get the Obaji? You know, is Remy Martin going to give them more this game? You know, Harris hit a couple threes, which is uncharacteristic for them. So, you know, Kansas is truly – uh, a guy, a team that can beat you with four or five. Whereas I think Carolina, they're going to have to have a great game from Love, a really good game from Manic defensively as well, guarding Jalen. Uh, so, and then Baycott, what, what's his situation with his ankle? North Carolina, especially in those Duke games, I think it was kind of uh, brought to the forefront even more. But the high pick and rolls, wing pick and rolls, 
how do you see Kansas guarding those? And is it something where they can switch all of those or is it something where they need to do something different? Well, they can't switch them with McCormick. And I think you'll see a lot of those one five pick and rolls or love in them as well. And so, you know, even on that last three, by I want to say it was love, you know, Duke was back in the drop. You can't be back against those guys in the drop. Number one for the pull-up three, because if you set good hard screens and Baycott's a guy that can set good hard screens and their guards are good enough that they could use it or refuse it. So the bigs have to be up and then get to their drop if that's the route they're going to go or get to a straight show uh, when you're guarding Manic if Manic's playing the five because that's going to be a tough pick and pop from McCormick to cover. That's a, I think that's a big play for them. I, I really do, whether it's on the side or up high, but you're going to see some up-to-the-touch drops or you're going to see some shows on Manic when he's at the five. And then are they just going to play – is Kansas just going to play small? But that takes away so much of what McCormick can do. And, like, Kansas does a phenomenal job with the high-low and the paint-catch scores for McCormick, especially in their last game against Villanova. Yeah, it's just been so interesting. I mean, so many times that high pick and roll and then the help that typically the way that their position that Manic's defender will give on the roll guy, but then that leaves Manic wide open for a three-point shot. Like you have to you have to choose basically what you want to guard out of that. And it's just been interesting to see how different teams have kind of handled that along the along the tournament. I don't think any of them have handled it well. I think yeah. it's one of those things you know it's coming, but even though you know it's coming, it's it, there's still something that's typically always there. Well, I used to get in arguments with a guy I worked with, I won't tell you who, about because it's really hard to be up at the point of the screen and then get to the drop and then not let the roll get behind you, which right. Baycott could take advantage of. But winning a championship's not easy either. Okay. So to do that, I think that that's the best route with Baycott in the pick and rolls. You got to be up. You may switch it up after a timeout, maybe blitz one just to keep those guys on edge because you can't let a guy like Love. You can't let those Carolina guards get comfortable in pick and rolls. So, and then with Manic, I think you'll probably see some shows. You might see some switches based on who the guard is in the pick and roll. You know, if it's Braun or Obaji, I think they can fight uh, Manic a little bit more if he goes to a roll and Manic really doesn't want to post up that much. But that would be an easier one to switch. But if it's more Harris and Remy Martin, then it's going to have to be a show in those situations. They don't want to switch that. Manic is just so tall and his release so high. There were times the other night when Duke's defenders were right there and he still was shooting over the top of them. Um, yeah. Running the baseline too. Like that was really yeah. hard. And I, I thought that Banchero was right there on one. You better keep the stick hand up on him. You got to close right. all the way to his chest and make him bounce it without leaving your feet. It's really hard, right? It's really yeah. hard to do, but, but that's what it's going to take against a shooter like Manic because his three ball really opens up everything for Carolina. Is it the McCormick-Baycott matchup that most intrigues you? Or is there something else maybe that, to watch for? I think that's a big one because, you know, Baycott's a guy that physically is bigger than McCormack. And, and McCormick against Villanova had some switches he got to attack. And, and, and even against their centers, he was bigger than them. And again, they do a great job of getting what I call paint catch scores, where he's a deep catch, two fit in the paint. He can get the one dribble. You don't have time to double him or even dig hard. So And they do it from the wing, but they really do a great job of doing it from the top where he's throwing it over the top. If you're front of him, it's a layup. If you're behind him, he's so deep, it's just a turnaround jump hook. So uh, with Baycott, though, he doesn't need to front, and he can push McCormick a little bit more off the block if he's healthy. And so those same looks for McCormick won't be quite the same because 
And I faced this when we played Carolina, the physicality. People don't understand the physicality of a North Carolina team. They, they don't look like they're playing hard, but they're, they're, there's something down in the South, right? They, they, they build them a little bit differently physically. They're tougher. You feel them on your drives. So I think McCormack's going to feel that tonight. So that's a, a very important one, no question. You feel like there could be any hangover for the heels after playing a game like the one they did the other night? Well, there's such an emotional thing when you talk about a Duke-North Carolina matchup. Coach Williams used to use it in recruiting. He said, hey, when if it's a UCLA-UCA matchup, yeah, you're in the LA Times. When it's Duke-North Carolina, you're on the cover of every national newspaper in the nation. So, And then to beat them twice, and really, I thought Duke kind of imploded. You know, the pressure got to them when they shoot the free throws the way they shot it. Like they, they got to the line plenty. They couldn't knock down big free throws, but that was over the course of the game. They really struggled with their free throw shooting and then their three point shooting and they were getting quality looks. So I thought the pressure actually got to them. And, and you knew that would happen if it was close. But against Carolina, you thought that they would find a way. So, you know, they celebrated as if they had won the national championship. Well, they got one more. And I think you saw that. Last year with Gonzaga, all that they had to go through beating UCLA and then to come back, collect yourself, you know, come home after that game. Don't have a lot of time to prep. prep. You've got an injury with Baycott. So I think that definitely favors Kansas a little bit more. They got to play some of their reserves later. It was an, a nice, not an easy win, but it was a comfortable a win for them. And they'll have a chance to, to get a little bit more rest. So I'll put you on the spot then. What's your prediction for the game? Yeah, if both teams play their A game, I do think Kansas will win. I really do. Uh, you're going to have to have good performances again. Like Carolina has to get to Abaji. Like he got some really good looks against Villanova. You know, all of his real points came from the three-point line. You know, I'm hoping that Braun will give a little bit more. He was great late, but he wasn't good early. Hopefully he gets used to playing in a dome. He wasn't shooting the ball. I think his first shot was off the side of the backboard, and he shot it from – uh, in front of the backboard, okay? And, and so Remy Martin, give him a little bit more lift. Uh, McCormack and, and the and the Baycott matchups are really, really important. And then Jalen Lewis, can he guard Manic? Can he get to Manic, make him bounce it without leaving his feet? And then they've got to keep him off the glass because uh, Baycott's a, a monster down there. But if they're both playing their A game, uh, I, I think Kansas will win. But, but uh, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. If it gets tight late, does that favor one team or the other? Well, I think Caleb Love is the X factor and he can create his own shot. Uh, and, and so that's a great luxury to have. So if it does get close late and, and Love's got it going, like he's just a big X factor because he's now really bought into the whole shooting guard role, scoring guard role. And so if it's close, he's the I think he's the best on both sides, uh, uh, you know, both benches in terms of I can get my own shot. It's not always going to be a pretty looking shot or a shot that us coaches love. Like, oh, that's great offense, but he makes them, right? And so that's a, a big X factor for North Carolina. Kansas favored by four, but Duke was favored by four the other night, and it was Carolina who won by four. So it'll be interesting to see the outcome of tonight's game. Coach Rex Walters, thank you so much for making some time for us today. Well, thank you for having me, my man.